You're listening to the Church of Life and Praise podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, please visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or check us out on Facebook. Our prayer is that you would come to know Jesus in a deeper way. Now, enjoy the message. me this morning if I wanted to have a handheld mic or a lapel, and I thought, well, I think I'm going to get a little crazy this morning, I might just be clapping a lot and using my hands, so why don't you just give me a lapel just in case. So hallelujah, God is so good. I just feel on fire this morning for him. I don't know about you, but I'm just so excited right now, and I'm so humbled and thankful for this opportunity to share with you what God has placed on my heart. Hallelujah. So, to open up, I want to just tell you a little bit about myself. And I was always raised in church for the majority of my life. Um, I had two loving parents, two godly parents who loved the Lord, and they loved me, and they raised me in the church. And I was raised in a Pentecostal church of God. Hallelujah. And I remember the times as a child that we were running around and we were singing when the saints go marching in. And oh, ho, oh, hallelujah, that was so much fun. I just remember as a child, those memories for me were so joyful. And there were nights that we were there. We were there so late, I was falling asleep on the pew and my parents had to carry me out to the car. <laughs> Whew, those were the days. So I have two sisters and a brother and I love them all very dearly. But my sister Jennifer and I were very close growing up. And she's 15 years older than me, but you wouldn't know if you looked at her. She doesn't look a day over 30. And she's going to love me for saying that. (laughs) But we were very close, and she was always a role model to me. She could sing really well, and she played the guitar really well. And I remember when I was about 10 years old, I just looked at her in awe, and I thought, man, I wish I could do that. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you bless me with a voice that could sing, and if you bless me with hands that could play the guitar like she can, I promise you that I will use it for you and for your glory. Now, he didn't bless me with it right overnight, I can tell you. It took some work, and it took a little bit of laughs from my sister and my brother-in-law when I was trying to show them what I was learning, that I could finally sing, you know, and and they were like, oh, you're you're doing great. And uh, they were always very encouraging. <laughs> but it took a few years, but be, the Lord started to work on me in both of these areas. And I really felt like the Lord was calling me to be a worship leader. So when I was about 12 years old, I was helping in the sound booth at church. And I was helping run the slides for the lyrics and doing like little things like that. And my brother-in-law would teach me how to run the soundboard and how to kind of turn some of the volumes up and tweak some of the knobs and Um, And that was a lot of fun, but then one day, the worship leader said, I want you to come play guitar on the worship team. And I was playing electric at the time, and I was so nervous. I was like, okay, I can do this. All right, I'm going to do this, because God has put a calling on my life, and I can feel it, so I'm going to step into it. I'm going to take the first step, and he's going to meet me there. So the first few Sundays of playing the electric guitar, I'll never forget, my worship leader told me, you know, Sister Sarah... If you're a little bit nervous, you can just turn that amp all the way down and you just play your little heart out. I was like, yes. And he goes, and just do it till you build your confidence. And I said, okay. So praise God, I turned that amp all the way down to where it was off pretty much. And I was playing my little heart out and 
you wouldn't know how many people came up to me after church and, oh, Sister Sarah, you sounded so good today. Your little guitar was going, and you know they meant well, but I'm thinking, you are lying in church right now. You did not even hear me. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> yeah, they meant well. I was 12, you know, I was a kid. They were like trying to encourage me. But, uh, and then the following Sunday, I had my first lead to play, and it was for um, Light the Fire Again. I don't know if any of you remember that song. It is an amazing song, and it's just this little tiny lead. It's nothing even crazy, but we started to play it, and I totally butchered it. I mean, it was so bad, and I just thought, well, maybe no one will even know. We just won't pay attention. The worship leader stopped the song. Stopped. He's like, well, folks, this is Sarah's first lead this Sunday, so we're just going to, you know, she's a little nervous. We're just going to start it over, and we're going to, and I was mortified, and I, st- I was like, Lord, is this happening to me right now? I'm so, I'm beat red, like, what is happening? But hallelujah, I got through it. I did the lead and went on from there, and over the next few years, this worship leader worked with me and mentored me um, just as a guitar player. At the time, I was not singing at that time, and then when I was about 14, my sister picked me up one day, and I'll never forget because she was in her little green Honda Accord, we were flying down the freeway, and she said, our worship leader just quit, I'm now the worship leader, and you're going to sing with me, and I, I, I'm going to sing with you, so, oh, okay, I'm going to sing, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this, like, okay, it's time, this is the time, so uh, before I knew it, I was singing harmony and doing things I didn't even know. I didn't know what harmony was. She was blown away. You can sing harmony. It's like, can I? I don't know. What is harmony? And so I was learning all these things. And my sister really took me under her wing and mentored me throughout the next several years. And eventually, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me during worship and would speak through me. And he really taught me how to lead worship in the prophetic So over the next 10 years, I was part of the worship team, and this was my life. We had um, amazing, amazing services on Sunday. The spirit would just fall, and God would move. And you know those services when you go home, you're just like, oh, you're almost so tired because the presence was so heavy and it was so awesome that you just need one of those, like, Holy Spirit naps, you know? (laughs) Like, if you've ever had one of those, you know what I'm talking about because they're the best naps in the world. But I was in this routine of I was going to church Sunday, leading worship, and then Wednesday night we were having worship practice. Thursday night we were having our Celebrate Recovery services, and between all of that, um, I would constantly talk to my father on the phone. We would talk, or we would meet in person, and we would always have talks about the Lord. See, my dad was a minister, and he was a speaker and a teacher, and he knew everything about the Bible, so it seemed. So anytime I faced any kind of trial in my life or had any kind of stressor um, when the spirit of depression tried to come on me after my mom passed away, I could run to my father and he would just be so encouraging and he would give me scripture and just, you know, just totally lift me up. He'd tell me stories in the Bible and about how Job got through it so we can get through it too. And it was like, oh, I just felt so encouraged. Every single time I got off the phone with my dad, and talking about the Lord with him. So in 2016, we moved here to Maine. We felt the Lord was calling us here. Didn't know why. 
you know, my husband has some family here, so we kind of had a little bit of, like, ground, like, a reason we were moving. But truly, spiritually, we felt like God was moving us here for a purpose. So during that time, I had stepped away from worship leading since I was moving away, and I stepped away from that routine that I was in. And after we got settled in here and we got a house and everything, we started going to a church in Cherryfield, and I just felt sort of lost. Um, I felt like I was starting to question if we were in God's will, and I started wondering, did we make a mistake? Because I just felt so, like I wasn't doing what God had called me to do, so what was I doing? And it wasn't until my dad passed away in 2019 that I really realized, like truly realized that I was in such a routine of always talking to him. Anytime I needed any kind of encouragement or scripture or anything in my life, I would run to my father. And then all of a sudden he was gone. So what the Lord showed me through this was that my roots weren't as deep as I thought that they were. I mean, I truly felt like I was a strong woman of faith. I loved the Lord, and I trusted in him. But my roots weren't really strong because it wasn't me in my word letting the Holy Spirit give me that revelation. I mean, it was good stuff for my dad. It was a word given to me that was given to him, but it just is different. It's like the meat and potatoes of when you get in God's word and you allow your roots to grow. So that was when I realized that I was running to my earthly father more than I was running to my heavenly father. So when Pastor had asked us to speak, he gave us a scripture theme for this month, and it's 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58. I'm reading from the New King, New King James Version out of my Bible, um, but a lot of the scriptures I'm going to reference today are actually from the New American Standard Bible. Um, I really enjoy that version, but this is New King James Version. But thanks be to God, who gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And over the last several weeks, as I've been praying and reading and seeking the Lord about what he wants me to share with you today, believe it or not, he actually gave me three or four different messages that I thought was going to be the one because after, after spending that time with him, I'd get everything written down and it was like, wow, thank you, Jesus, for this revelation. This is so awesome. I can't wait to share it. And then it's like the next day I was getting my word again, it would totally change. And this happened a few different times. And then just when I thought that I had the word, Thursday night, I mean just days ago, Thursday night, the Holy Spirit dropped something into my spirit and said, roots matter. And at first I thought, Lord, that has nothing to do with my other message. I'm already prepared. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is three days away. But he said, roots matter. And I want you to dig into this. And I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm praying, and I'm just worshiping in my living room, and the Holy Spirit showed me these two images, and they were both of a tree with roots, but they were different. And so in this first image that I'm going to show you, um, this next image that's coming up, 
Um, what the Holy Spirit showed me that there are things that we can do to strengthen our roots and to deepen our roots in our walk with the Lord. Now, there's a lot of things that can do this, but he gave me three specific things that we can actively do to help strengthen them and that he wants me to share with you today. So in this first image, he showed me like the long flowy roots that these roots are from like our personal walks with Jesus. So in number one, he told me, get into my word. Get into God's word. Pray and ask for wisdom. Pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. And I'm telling you, when you boldly come before him and you're seeking him, he's not going to not show up. Like He longs for that. And sometimes it might be a little hard to get started, you know, um, especially with how busy life is. Sometimes our minds are just so busy. Um, so one thing I would say is know your resources and know your tools. Our resources is the word of God, and we have so many tools around us to help get us into God's word. And Vicki had spoke on one of them, and it's, for some people, you know, if you like books, a lot of people like hardcover books. Go buy some hardcover daily devotionals, things that you can get into. Maybe you're one who likes to write in it. That is an avenue that we can utilize to help get us into God's word and to help develop our roots. And if you're a techie person, phone person, um, iPhone and Android, they have an app. It's called the Bible app. And it's version, And there are thousands of devotionals on there. For anything that you can think of, if you're dealing with anxiety, um, fear, uh, hopelessness, if you have a hopeless feeling that you just can't get rid of, there's a devotional on there for that, and God's scriptures in there, and just all these things to encourage you and to help build your faith and to help grow your roots. Number two, what he told me was to declare God's promises from his scripture over your life. So I wanted to give you four examples, four different scriptures um, of some of God's promises that I specifically use. Now, God's promises are for everybody. We all have God's promises. But I would say, if you could write some down that are personal to you, into your situation, and declare them over your life every single day so they can get down into your spirit so you can use them and utilize them when you have attacks from the enemy. So the first one I have written down is first, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Philippians 4.13, New King James Version. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now we have all heard this one. Um, if you go to Hobby Lobby ever in your life, I mean, it's everywhere. You know, signs, I can do all things through Christ. And I love it. I love the signs. Ask my husband. There's no room left on my walls for any kind of inspirational signs. <laughs> Praise God. But um, I find myself saying this one every day. And sometimes I don't say it audibly, but I'm constantly thinking of it for various reasons. And uh, recently I started this workout program. So it's really hard and it's really challenging, sometimes more mentally than physically. And so when I'm really pushing through it, I say, Lord, your word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm going to do this. I can push through because your word says I can. And you're going to come empower me right now. And I'm going to get through it. And it's going to be okay. 
Maybe you're saying that more at the pump lately, you know? We all see gas. <laughs> Lord, I can do all things in Christ who gives me strength. I'm not going to look at the total, but I know that I can do all things, so I'm just going to keep pumping this gas. And hey, Lord, you turn water into wine. Maybe you can just turn this down to $2 a gallon. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And the next scripture that I have is Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. All right, Lord. Well, I know, Father, you have called me according to your purpose. I know that I love you. And your word says that you're going to work all things together for the good to those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. So I can stand on that promise. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Maybe you're just so burnt out and just feel like you're running out. Like you have nothing left to give. Well, God's word says, if you come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. We know that we can run to God. This is a promise from him. We can run to him whenever we're feeling burnt out. Philippians 4.19 And my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. All of our needs. He didn't say some of our needs. His word says that he will provide all of our needs. So why do we worry? Why do we have fear? Is it our human nature? Well, that's why we need to have the flesh die out. We need to get into God's word. We need to get his scripture into our mind and our heart and let it really sink in so we can trust and we can declare these promises. That I don't have to worry about what tomorrow's going to bring or how I'm going to buy this or how I'm going to do this, how we're all going to buy groceries because they're rising. I've spent twice the amount of groceries and money that it's like, Lord, how are we going to do it? But God's word says that he's going to supply all of our needs so we can trust in him that he's going to make a way. Because all of God's promises are yes and amen. And let me tell you something, church. When you and I say amen, we are saying amen, pastor. I'm in agreement with you. But when God says amen, his amen is it is so and it is done. We can count on it. Hallelujah. And as I was praying and the Lord was speaking to me of this, he reminded me of a word that Charlie gave me a few weeks ago. And at the time, it was actually for my sister, but I received it as well. So I received that word that you gave me, Charlie. And I think of it all the time. And she told me, at all times, you need to have three or four scriptures ready. Because this is going to be your ammo in your spiritual warfare fight. And each scripture is going to be like a bullet that you load into a gun... And any time the enemy attacks, you're going to start shooting off these scriptures to combat him. This is why it's so important to get God's word down in here. Yes, <sighs> Number three is to be constant in prayer with him. Now, God is, he knows, realistically, we can't be kneeling at the side of the bed all day long, being in prayer on our face with the Lord. But what this means to be in constant prayer with him is to, while we're thinking other things and while we're doing other things, that our heart remains 
in a state of awareness of him and his presence in our lives. It means having a mind that will easily slip into prayer throughout the day. Now, what does that look like? I went back to work on Friday um, from maternity leave, and halfway through the day, um, I just said, Lord, thank you for giving me the strength to get through this day, because while I'm really missing being home with my babies, I thank you that you've given me the strength to have me stay put together, because anyone that's a mother here knows when you're separated from your babies, you could really be like a ball of mess and a ball of tears, but God allowed me and gave me the strength to keep me put together, to keep me going throughout the day. So I thank him for it. Um, I think, in my mind, thank you, Lord. I love you, God. It's about continually having that mind of Christ and just having your mind on him and just telling him throughout the day, I love you, Lord. Thank you. It doesn't even have to be some long, drawn-out thing. It's just thanking him, thanking him for his goodness and his, his faithfulness in our lives. When we do all of these three things daily, it's going to help us strengthen and deepen our roots and our walk with Jesus. And like I was saying a a minute ago, um, I would encourage you to make your scriptures personal to you. Um, Maybe you're like me and you have four children who it seems like every time you turn around, they're outgrowing clothes. And you want (laughs) to... He just grew five inches in a week. Like, how did, how did his pants not fit? I just bought him last week. And you're wondering, Lord, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be, be able to afford to keep buying clothes every other week for these children that just won't stop growing? <laughs> <laughs> but God's word tells us in Matthew 6, 30 through 33, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry then, saying, what are we to eat, and what are we to drink? What are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. So when we seek God and we seek his kingdom and we seek his face and we seek his righteousness, we can stand in this promise because it's in God's word that he's going to provide all these things for us and that we don't have to worry or have fear of the future. Now in the second image that the Holy Spirit showed me in prayer was of the redwoods and sequoias and have any of you ever been to the Redwoods or Sequoias? Oh, I've only been twice, but they are absolutely incredible. And when you stand in front of one of them and you look up, it just seems like the trees just go and go and go, that they're endless. It's, you just stand there in awe. And you can't even get your arms around them. They're that wide. It's just crazy. I've never seen anything else like it. And they stand over 300 feet tall, and they can be over 20 feet in diameter. Like, that just, how? Like, God's creation is so cool. 
But as I was reading about them, like you could see the, the gentleman that's standing there, how tall the trees are and how wide they are in comparison to him. And I was, I was reading about these trees. I read that their roots only go 6 to 12 feet deep. 6 to 12 feet deep. And they stand over 300 feet tall. So how is it then that they're able to withstand every storm and they very rarely fall over? I'm going to read a quote to you because whew, this, it just spoke to me. Molly Grisham states, The reason the redwoods stay standing is because their shallow roots intertwine with the roots of the other redwood trees. They are literally holding each other up. These trees grow in close proximity to each other so they can share nutrients and physically support each other. Beneath the surface, their roots look like one big massive system. It's as if they are saying, we are in this together. We are one. If you want to knock one of us down, hallelujah, you're going to have to knock all of us down. Because when we come together in this church and we are in one mind and we're in one accord, hallelujah, then all of our roots are going to intertwine and we're going to be able to strengthen each other. We're going to hold each other up. When one of us is battling and we're going through the fire, we're going to be able to go and pick that sister or that brother up. We're going to be able to encourage them. Pray over them. Lift them up. And then they're going to get strong again. And then they're going to be walking together. And then, hallelujah, when the next one falls, we're going to be there to pick each other up. Oh, and the enemy doesn't want us to get together and to fellowship and to get this in our mind and to have this revelation because it is powerful. And when we get this in here, we are going to be immovable. And unshakable, hallelujah. No matter what storm comes, hallelujah, nothing's going to be able to blow us down, shake us up, knock us over, nothing. Yes, God, I just feel your presence today, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Oh, he was so good. Hallelujah. Can we just give him a shout of praise right now? Yes, hallelujah. God, you are good, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Woo. Hallelujah. Yes, God, you are good, Lord. Mm, he is calling us, church. It is time to rise up. Rise up. And I believe that this is going to be a season that he brings the prodigal sons and the prodigal daughters home. And we need to get this in our spirit so we can have strong roots to be able to teach them when they come back home. Because it's going to happen. And they're going to be able to reach people that maybe you and I can't. They're going to have a testimony that's going to be so powerful. And I just truly feel that in my spirit today. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for this message, God. And I pray, Father, that it has gotten into somebody's heart today, Lord, and into their spirit, Father God. I just pray, Lord, that you just help each and every one of us, Father God, to get into your word, Lord, 
and to strengthen our roots and our walks with you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you all so much, Pastor. Thank you. I love you and I appreciate you. And I know that the Lord had put me on your heart specifically. Um, if, I, if I would have had any doubts, I would have said, no, Lord, I can't do it. That's not me. But I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and that the Holy Spirit would come and empower me to do so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's stand and give the Lord a big shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. I like that last one. We're going to unite right now. And then the uh, worship team as they come, uh, we're going to sing our way out of here.